James, does the term deja vu mean anything to you? Full disclosure, friends. Um, three years ago, we think two to three years, or maybe two years yeah. ago. We're still trying to find it or find that it date. It doesn't exist. So two, we'll say two. Two years yeah. ago, we recorded this episode. We vividly remember it. So I'm having kind of flashbacks of the Rob Darden situation, if you remember oh, yeah. that one, the last episode. The last episode, yep. Yeah. Um, so we lost it. Yeah. And so if you're watching our Seven Habits series in any kind of order, like a normal order, one through seven, um, you'll probably see us, uh, I don't know, we're aging Different. normally. And then I'm now in the studio. Yeah, we're way more professional now. Uh <laughs> Uh, we have cold opens. How about that? You know, we've evolved as a show, but the truth is, is that we lost that episode, and so we're back, uh, and we're we're pretty pumped because uh, we're we're stepping back into the seven habits. Not that we ever left, but as far as the podcast goes, Jimmy, yeah, and we really enjoyed this series when we when we uh, first kind of came up with the idea of bringing this to the podcast. Yeah. Um, we were, um, I don't know, kind of pu pushing the envelope a little bit in the space that we were in. And it was received so well at the time that being able to step back into it now, uh, both of us kind of woke up pretty pumped to do it today. I, I agree. And James, I, I've said this before, but you're, you're a guru when it comes to seven habits and you've helped me and continue to help me on my journey. And I mean that sincerely that every so time kind. that we get together... Well, every time we get together and talk about these, I always learn something. This one today, though, is very special to me because <clears throat> everybody that knows me knows that I am a, what's the word I'm looking for? I would say a champion or a herald our relationships in the industry. And when you have positive relationships in the industry, what a lot, what are a lot of those relating to? Meaning like win-wins, win-wins in our relationship. You're always looking for that win-win, right? That falls right into this Seven habit number four, if I'm correct. Habit four, think win-win. Yep. And Jimmy, you know this because we've been in a lot of these together. You and I actually have taught this one before. We have. That, yep. that internally, we uh, this is part of the professional development that we provide um, to, to our employees is within the seven habits. And so we, we try to live by these the best to our abilities, right? Uh, and... Um, so we've got to teach this internally before, and it, so, I don't know, it's, it's a special one for me. It's one of the first of two that I taught, period. So um, it, within the organization, it was one of my first moments to be able to teach anything was habit four. And so it has a special place in my heart. Yeah, well, and mine too, weird. because it was one of the first ones that I got to co-present or co-facilitate uh, with you. And uh, again, I, out of all of them, I, I herald all the seven habits, but this one, again, for me personally, with my passion and purpose, this, I live this each and every day and I have lived it. And it's neat to see how you can take the things that you do organically and then kind of hone them and then move them and shape them. So love it. Well, let's get into it, Jimmy. Please. I, I'm, I'm going to give a little bit of a pregame to Habit 4 because it's kind of a weird portion of the book where if you're familiar with it and, um, you know me, man, 
Um, I have the old one and the new one, but a lot of people have the new one. So the page numbers are different. So I'm not going to talk in page numbers, but the book is broken up into really two parts, which is the private victory and the public victory. So I'm going to rewind a little bit. If you're walking yep. through this yourself, you remember the private victory. Uh, the first three habits are things we have to settle with ourselves, right? We have to become proactive. We have, you know, we have yep. to follow those things, right? Yes. And so um, we have to get our house in order before we go deal with the public is what I like to say, right? Yeah. So before we have a party, we like clean our house obsessively, right? kind of like that. Um, so we got to get ourselves right in the private victory. And then this habit is the first habit, habit four is the first habit in the public victory, right? So now we've learned all this, we've set ourselves up for success, but now we go out in the real world. And one of the yep. things I always like to say in the real world is that if you've made it through the private victory, you are more skilled than probably 95% of the public out there. Because let's be honest, Jimmy, you may be blessed. You may have seen seven habits before, uh, before you came to EWN, you may have seen it in business. You may have been through the book before at another organization, but a I lot of folks you. have not. Um, and so the first time they pick up this book, before that, they have no knowledge of what you have to get right with yourself, right? They haven't went through this like you are. And so a lot of us take that for granted that when we look around, we, we think everyone should be as skilled as we are. And the truth is, is the mass majority of the public that you deal with is unskilled in this, in this particular thing, right? Right. Yep. Can I ask you a question to build on that? You talked about that, the private victories, the first three and, and going on. Is this something that uh, you would tell folks that you read the book once, you got it, put the book away, don't worry about it again? Or is this... A continuing yeah, going it's continuous back improvement, right? If you do it right, that's that's part of it, right? We got to okay. cycle back through it. I keep it, and we just joked about this, right? How upset was I a minute ago because I didn't have my seven habit books? You thought it was at the other office, yeah, yeah. And you know what, my other copy is, but this one, this is the one, right? This is so, Jimmy. I, I think we're all friends here. We can talk like this too. Uh, there's a lot of people when things aren't going right, what book do they pick up? Let's be honest. What book do they pick up? You can say, what book do you pick up in your life when things are when not? When things aren't going well, I pick up the Bible. Absolutely, right? And I think that is what a lot of people would say, and I think that is totally yeah. fair. Um, in business, this is kind of that type of thing. Now, you should still pick up your Bible. I'm just saying, but this, you know, this is kind of that thing. It's a reference book because honestly, you're going to make mistakes. You're going, again, you're dealing with a public that is unskilled in, in these ways a lot of the time, right? They haven't been right. through seven habits. They're not reading it today. They're not doing a podcast about it. It's top of mind for us. And when that's, that's what the public victory is. Now we got to go take it and apply it to our relationships We've got to apply it to our teams. We have to apply right. it to our friends and our families. And the truth is, is your, your uncle, your brother-in-law, your sister is not reading Seven Habits today, right? She's not doing a podcast about it. And so the sooner you realize that, that 
that you really got to get your house in order because that's about all you can control with confidence, right? And so as you go out into the public, how do we, it seems really simple to us say, well, we want to achieve a win-win, obviously. Right. We're not all minded the same. We don't all have these skills. And so when we go out there, some people are, you know what they're shooting for? Win-loss. Because all they've done is play basketball their whole life. Or all they've done is work in an environment that was so competitive that that is what you went after. And the truth is, is that we prosper more when we live in a win-win environment. And that's what this chapter's about. And so this little middle part in between uh, chapter three and four, it's kind of a, it's a, it's a real cool part. And it brings up one of the neatest things in the book to me. And that is the emotional bank account. And Jimmy, you and I have talked about it. We joke about it a little bit. I, I forget the joke you used to say all the time. You had a bit when I would say emotional bank account, and you would go out. What is it? What is it you call oh, it? Yeah, you, you, you would say something and make fun of me. But it's such an easy concept to wrap your brain around. And I think we take it for granted. Unpack and, it, man. Let's, yeah, let's... So it's real simple. Think of a piggy bank. Um, you put money in, you take money out as you need it, right? That type of thing, a bank account. Um, but when you're talking about relationships, so Jimmy, you and I. Yep. Let's go back. We did not know each other. There was a point when we did not know each other, right? Maybe six, seven years ago, somewhere in there. We didn't even know each other existed in any capacity, right? So we have no, we have not shared banking information. We're not making any deposits. We're not, you know, pulling money out. We're not doing anything, right? No relationship. Fast forward, we meet each other, right? And I'm going to go back to that. We kind of met each other online. Uh, we both connected on LinkedIn. We kind of, you know, uh, hey, might see you here. Hey, I'm going to be at this next event. And then we saw each other. We already had made positive deposits in each other's the relationship, the emotional bank account, right? right? We've we said, hey, you're doing great things on LinkedIn. Keep up the deal. We didn't know each other. We were just being champions, making deposits. We see each other for the first time. We sit down. We actually learn about each other. We we figure out what each other's whys are, and what is that? We're making deposits, right? All right. Fast forward. Day comes. Jimmy, you. You're friends with us. Our organization is really close. And someone says, what do you think about Jim Shower? We didn't work together. But what, is, what does my mind do? I go to that bank account, and it's all positive, right? Just deposits, deposits, deposits. And I'm like, you know, I know exactly how he operates. I sat down with him, um, and boom, boom, boom. In a way, you didn't know it, but you were making a withdrawal out of that. Like you were pulling from that. And, and because of all that positive balance that we had accumulated, it was no big deal to me. Like, boom, done. Now, in other ways you can do that, think of it in a negative way. Think of a relationship, whoever you are, wherever you are, whoever's listening, we all have. Someone has withdrawn and withdrawn and withdrawn and withdrawn and withdrawn. Overdraft. Right, overdraft. Now, it's, you know how it is. We've all been yeah. there, insufficient funds. Right. It takes a lot to get back to just, you know how it is. I mean, oh, then the next thing bounces and the next and then we got another insufficient fund. Now we're way in the hole. Right. 
to get back to where we can just function takes time, right? Right. A lot of work, a lot of diligent effort, a lot of intentionality. And so curating and, and really working those relationships allows you to keep that positive. We don't want to make withdrawals, but sometimes we need to, right? Sometimes life makes us do it, but sometimes it's, it's, Hey, I really need to get into, you know, talk with these people. I really want them as clients, you know, in some situations, sometimes it's, man, I need your vote for this or, you know, Hey, I need your backing. I need your corporate sponsorship here. It, we don't know what it is, but if we're, holding the door for folks and we're doing the good work and we're, we're making those deposits every day. And it can be the smallest thing. Jimmy, one of my favorite examples is when I got to EWN, I didn't know a soul. Right. I was scared to death. I came from a, a, in a whole industry, I didn't know a soul. And I started by doing little things. I, I, I was known, I would go out and with umbrellas and walk people in when it was raining. Like luckily our office was, under construction and we were moving desks all the time. You know what I can do? I can move desks. Um, and people were so thankful for that. But I was making these deposits without anybody. There was no ulterior motive. It was just the right thing to do, right? So when the time came and it was like, no, man, he's good. He means right. He does well, right? Like, I mean, it's so simple, so simple. That's interesting. That's very interesting. And it really puts it in perspective into a, a real life example of how, how we yeah. do and don't do that. And now just the realization being consciously competent into that aspect. That's interesting. Yeah. So little things are the big things. That's a big takeaway for me in emotional bank account. And I'll give people there's, I think they're in the book, but six ways that you can make deposits um, that I think that are just so simple if you think about it. So number one, we just said it, Jimmy, I'm, some of these will just be able to just tie straight to the stories we tell, but uh, understanding the individual, right? So sure. sitting down with them, Jim, you and I sat yeah. down, that, that's how our relationship started, right? Was understanding yeah. the why behind it. What? You walked away from it. And tell me more about that. You know, hey, tell me, you know, you're sober. What happened? You know, like those types yep. of things. That's understanding. It's a deeper understanding. Boom, deposits. All right. I just said it. The little things are the big things. You don't think it makes a difference holding the door, asking somebody if they need a glass of water, like yeah. those types Moving of the things. Moving an umbrella. Yep. Yep. Do it. Um, do it because it's it's so easy. It's so easy to do. Um, this one I love just honoring and keeping your commitments. Right. That's huge. Do what you though. say. That's do huge. what you say. And if you yeah. can't. Um, make sure they understand right like uh, how much that it hurts not to keep that commitment um and part of that commitment is don't overcommit by clarifying those commitments right sometimes sometimes we we do that right we raise our right. hand we it, do whatever that is whatever the it's thing. hard to say no at times it's hard to say no right absolutely and so you know, being comfortable to clarify that, you know, paint done yeah. for me, we say from Brene Brown. Um, I love this one. And I think our industry loves this one is definitely just having integrity, right? Personal yeah. integrity, yeah. showing it. Uh, when I do, brand. yeah. And uh, when I step in it, uh, I let people know that that's kind of the wraparound of it all is apologizing sincerely 
when we do have to make a, a negative. You know, like when we know we stepped in it, when we know something was not done right, that we feel comfortable enough to apologize because sometimes those apologies in that withdrawal are bigger than the withdrawal, right? So you can swing withdrawal. that account. Could Absolutely. be a deposit, could be and, a net gain. And and I'll I'll go on that just real quick is some of the biggest deposits come from the most unsavory situations. Sure. Like living yep. through some of that stuff and being able to come with your hat in your hand, like those moments are huge. So, dude, that's all free of charge. It's like tailgating uh, Habit 4. It's not even in Habit 4 yet, but it's such a big part of moving into that public victory that I hate to just skim over it. So we always cover it when we're talking about it. But if we are talking about think win-win today, Jim. You said it's so important in business. Um, it's so important in life is, I think, the thing. You, you think about this being a business book, but it's called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, not business people, not workers, not employees, not leaders. It's about living your life. We, don't, we can't in forget. In all aspects, every yeah. avenue. Family, friends, neighbors, church, you know. Yeah. You ever been in a win-loss situation in life that wasn't involving business? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. You ever yeah. been in a lose-lose? Where both oh, yeah. Sides? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, like, these are all real things. It doesn't have to be just in the setting or at the conference table, right? That's that's an important aspect, James, because this isn't something you turn on and turn off. It's either your your it's on your journey, you your brand, your person journey through everything, right? And Absolutely. I, you know, and 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 be quite honest, I learn from both sides of it, from the personal side or the business side, in relating to these. Yeah, it's I, I think it's harder to enact the change uh in our personal lives personally like i i mean coming from my viewpoint it's sure. just it's a lot easier i can go to work and then turn that off and go i ain't got to see this person anymore today you know like that's the truth if i have to make hard or, or things there's especially if you're talking not even within your organization but um you know you're talking third party type of thing that's that's easy right i don't i may not see that person again this year like i'm just saying it right or wrong it it it's easier to apply these things business but it's harder to wrap your brain around that really they're about being a better person being a yeah. more effective person right not better. Sure. that sounds bad so sure. let's get into it jimmy let's talk about a little bit of they call them the six paradigms of human interaction but really it's we're trying to get to a win-win right that's the top that's the but, ultimate but that let's should be the norm yeah but let's talk about the other things and win-win, right? Let's kind of break down the different ones. And I've got a little cheat sheet here, so I'm kind of reading, so don't judge me. But let's start with win-win, right? We we love these. Now, we think about partnerships. We think about doing business in the industry. These are these are the top of the top. You think about the best deals you've ever done, salespeople. You think about the best partnerships um, work you've ever done. There are channel partners out there, uh, you know, you think about some of those, that one's easy to, to see in your mind, right? Um, I think we all have those. Those are mutually beneficial and satisfying to both sides. 
the right. ultimate. Both. That's my goal each and every day. Yeah, right. And and we all have that example to go to. So let's let's keep that as the north star. That's what we're talking about. So now gotcha. let's shift into a win loss. Right. So this one's let me let me kind of read it by definition, and then we'll talk about it a little bit. But this one might use position or power or credentials or personality to get their own way right so now now do you paint that do you see that who's that person what's that relationship what's that deal that we're talking about it's going to be harder i can't like i'll give you examples of my own when i get when i feel them but everybody's going to have that that example right you've either been on one side or the other and either way it feels dirty right so win loss but it's a very real thing in business I can think of current relationships and things like that, 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 that is the situation, but it is one that we're working through. Right. And it makes you not want those necessarily, but there are some that you have to have. Right. So it is what it is. Right. Now let's flip it. Now we could have a lose win. So now we're on the other side of it. Right. So these two are the same, right? We just kind of talked about it, but think about yourself in that situation. Yes. Uh, Maybe you're quick to please, appease. Um, maybe it's popularity or acceptance. Like, uh, I'll just take the L, right? <laughs> if yeah. I can be in the group or, you know, I'll vote no if that's what it takes. Like, it does. again, we're, we're talking about those two. They're interchangeable. You're either on one side or the other. And we know what that feels like. It's very clear, right, in our minds what it feels like losing and what it feels like yeah. winning when that's the only two options. We've been on the team. We've done the things. All right. Now let's talk about lose-lose. Now this one's weird, right? It's like, why would you be in anything that was a lose-lose? Now yeah. think about it, though. Have you ever been in one relationship-wise? Have you ever been in one business-wise where you're like, why are we doing this? And you're thinking, we, they're killing us over there. And probably on the other side, the other business, the other partner, the other relationship, the client, whatever is over there going, this is terrible. And, and, you know, both parties are yeah. so disconnected or so stubborn. Right? right. But I, in my mind too, I've been in those situations where the lose lose isn't the same. A lose on this side might be looks different. Something yeah. lose on this side is different. Absolutely. They're not the same, but they're still a lose. Yep. And so, yeah. um, so, it's a weird one. Yeah. You might be thinking the other part. It's a disconnect, right? So it's usually built on stubbornness a lot of the time. Like long, well, that's just what we do business. It's just got to be like that, that type of thing. And then we have wins. And sometimes we give up wins, just, you know, don't necessarily want someone else to lose. Like these are, I see this more within teams, like enablement almost. Like, it feels like it's a win on paper, but it's really more of just not a loss. It's a checkbox. It's a, you know, we say it in our industry, uh, sometimes uh, they're just trying to get the checkbox, you know, or or they're just checking the box, you know, that type of thing. That, that, that's, it may look like a win on paper, but it's really just not a loss. is this throwing floor mats in with a new car where yeah, you it's the whole thing? But oh, yeah, yeah, man, they're free. Yeah. You yeah. ever said right. that? Yeah, but it's a free service, is it? Man, yeah. it, it seems really expensive. Now, the last one I really love 
uh, because I've been there and I hope some other people can, can put this one in their mind too. And that's no deal. Okay. So sometimes this is an amazing solution and I can go back to so many times in my life when I've been honest with a potential client in business, not even in this realm, all realm and said, look, guys, I'm going to be really honest. This doesn't support our goals right now. And man, we want to serve you. But if we serve you, we're not going to be serving us. And I hope you respect that enough that when the time's right, that we can talk about this again. Right. And I've been there and you hate it, but it's the truth. And there's a, a, we're not going to dance around it. We're not going to waste time. I'm not going to waste your time. And we put a bow on it and put a pin in it. And then we say, we'll come back one day. And honestly, nine times out of 10 in those situations, I've come back and got the business, made the deal, made it right, whatever it looked like. We were able to serve down the road, or I was able to serve, depending on the situation, right? So I think that one's huge and very underrated. When you can't get a win-win, that's our ultimate. It's not a negotiation. It is a win-win, like both parties are winning. If it feels like you're a negotiator or compromising down, then you're someone's losing, right? It could be both. It could be one. And sometimes in those, when it feels like everybody's losing, stepping back and saying no deal is an option just for permission, I think is very important. I think you could unpack that one on a whole session itself. I tell you what, it's, it's a neat one. And I think super underrated, but Jimmy, there's, it's a great chapter. Um, It's a, you know, it's kind of short in the meat of it because really it's based around what we just talked about. Yeah. But um, I think just to kind of put a bow on this, we should talk just real quick about like what it, what win-win looks like and all, cause he kind of breaks it down into some different areas. And I just want to speed through those and then we'll I do think it. We've done it justice. Um, Absolutely. Do it. All right. So we're shooting for a win-win. What does it look like? What are they, they call it? I think the five dimensions of a win-win. Um, So we're going to talk about character first. Like, what does it look like? Three essential traits uh, when we talk about character and win-win. Integrity, maturity, and abundance mentality. We've used abundance mentality a lot with this show, Jimmy. And and there's enough to go around, man. Let's all get at the table, right? So that's huge. So if it doesn't look like that, is it a win-win, right? Are you compromising one of those three? Is it one of those, you know, where one's slipping? Really evaluate that. The relationship. Remember the emotional bank account. What's the balance yeah. look like? Yeah. Yeah. That's how you get to trust, right? You get a high emotional bank account. I can trust you, right? So how do we build relationships that look like that? Let's look at our agreements. Remember, they need to be clear. In the book, he talks about green and clean with his son. What does the what does the lawn need to be? What are the rules? It needs to be green and clean. That's the only rules. So no trash, and it needs to be green. How do you get it there? That's your your job, right? Don't overmanage. Just get make sure your agreements are super clear. Uh, build support systems that make sense. Going back to the green and clean story, he's what does he say? He says, "I work for you." What? Like 
I work for you. Let me make sure that, that I can help you get there. I want you to win, but you have to tell me. I can't come to you as your employee and say, hey, are we going to get it green and clean every Tuesday, right? That's your job. You ask me, hey, I need some help getting it clean. I'll be there, right? So make attractive support systems, right? The last one is processes. Remember, we're trying to be effective. And so our processes have to be effective. We have to change our mindset. And in the next two habits, five and six, will be our guide to get there, right? If we don't have the processes, we can't be effective people. Remember, processes are efficient. People are effective. And that's it. James, once again, you have inspired me to go back and relook at some things that you have sparked today. And by doing that, I am grateful to you. And I hope some people in the audience have done the same thing that they want to just go back and review, refresh, uh, hone, take a look more. Yeah, it's worth, it's worth your time. It's worth your investment. Hey, if you want to dig into this more, let us know. Uh, we have a professional development suite that will get you there. I promise you that. Not not trying to sell anything. It's a win-win. Look at that. All right. Hey, we appreciate you. Absolutely. Uh, happy 7 Habits. Honey.